Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Ksubis Daf Mem Tess. We left off on the very top of Daf Mem Tess Ahmed Aleph. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer in honor of his wife and children and Le'ili Nishmas' mother, Goldabas Simcha Shalom. It's also sponsored by Hen- Henry and Mindy Orlinsky, Lezech Nishmas, Henry's father, Menachem Yitzchak bin Yaakov Yisrael, the only survivor of his family of 10 children who volunteered to fight in Israel in 1948 and then rebuilt generations of Shomrei Torah mitzvos with Emuna Pshuta, as Nisham Shavn It's also sponsored by Alvin Siegel and family in memory of Alvin's mother, Esther Bastzvi Elimelech HaKohen, whose yard site is today, we thank all of the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So first thing we're going to discuss today is we've, we've been talking about when when a girl goes from the father's house to the husband's house, but she's uh, sort of in transit. So what's the halacha the Gemara is going to wonder if she goes, if she's given to the shluchei abal, but then she goes back to the Beis Av instead of following through and going all the way to the Beis Abal, and then she's mezana. So do we assume that she's chayv skila, like an Aram Marasa, or she's chayv chenek, like a regular Eishas Ish. That's going to bring us to the Mishnah. Then the Mishnah in the middle of Amad Aleph is going to talk about a father's obligation or lack thereof to support his daughters. And the Gemara is going to have three different opinions about a father's obligation to support his sons and daughters. Is it a chiyuv? Is it a mitzvah? Is it neither? We're going to have three different opinions and we're going to try to figure out which, if any of those opinions, align with the Tana of our Mishnah. Then the Gemara is going to start the sugya of Takonas Usha, that when the Sanhedrin was uh, went to all these different Galios, one of the Galios that the Sanhedrin went to, and when it left the Lishcha Sagazis was Usha, and they made a number of Takonos in Usha. So we're going to have the first two in today's daf. The first possible Takonos Usha, it's a whole discussion whether there ever was such a Takonos Usha, but the first possible Takonos Usha was a Takonos for a father to support his children, which very clearly relates to our Mishnah, and that's why it comes up over here. The second potential Takana Susha that we're going to discuss was that if uh, someone gives all of his Nechassim to his children, then Usha, they made a Takana that he and his wife can still be supported from those Nechassim, meaning if he gives it as a gift to his children, and he's still alive, but he gave everything to his children, so he's got nothing, so then he and his wife are still supported from those Nechassim. That was a second Takana Susha that we will discuss in today's daf. So let's begin at the very top of daf Mem Tesamina Maybe we could say in a place, in a case where the girl goes back to her father's house before the Shluchim have given her over to the husband, maybe she goes back to having the status of a Naro Marasa insofar as she'd be Chayv Skila if she had, uh, had Znus at that point in time. Maybe she's not Chayv Chanak like a regular Eshazish. Maybe going back with Esavia uh, would be would put her back in the category of an Aram Rasa. So says Gemara, well, let's see, Amarava, who Kavar Paska, Tana de Rabbi Shmal. This Shiloh was already dealt with by the Tana de Rabbi Shmal. The Tana de Rabbi Shmal, the Tana de Rabbi Shmal discusses a din in Hafaras Nidarim, where the Pasuk says, Grusha Kalasher Asra al Yakumaleha, that a, uh, an Almana or Grusha, neither her father nor her husband, could be made for her Nidarim. So Matal Malomar, what's the Chiddush of that Pasuk? We know that she's an almana and a grusha, so she doesn't have anyone to be made for her her uh, nedarim. Who would be able to be made for her nedarim? Uh, she's no longer in the rishus of the father once she got married to a husband. She's no longer in the rishus of a husband when uh, the husband either died or or they got divorced. So if she's either an almana or a 
grusha, isn't it obvious that neither the father nor the husband could be made for her nedarim? Ella, so what's the pasuk talking about? Maybe it's talking about a case where she was given over to the shluchei abal, but then it never it never came to fruition. She became an almana before she got to the baal's house. The baal died, or the the before she got to the baal's house, he had sent other shluchim with a get to give her a get, and she got divorced, so she never made it that far. So what should we, uh, what status should we give her? Should we assume that she's still in Beisavia and her father could be made for Nidarim? Or uh, she's already in the Baal, and therefore the father cannot be made for the Nidarim because she's left to the Rishos of the father. Ella, that's what the Pasuk is telling me. That once she's left the Rishos of the father, meaning she She's been handed over to the Shluchei Abal. The father no longer has rights in Afaris Nadarim because she, through the, the giving over to the Shluchei Abal, she's out of the father's Rishos and she can never return to the father's Rishos. So that's what the Tanit of Rabbi Shmuel taught us about Nadarim. But Memele, the same would be true about if she's Mizana, that even though she went back to the father's house before she ever made it to the base Bailus, she doesn't go back to being a Naram Rasa. So just like by Nadarim, she doesn't go back to the father's jurisdiction for Naram Rasa, she doesn't be, for Lagabiznos also, she doesn't go back to being Bereshosavia uh, when it comes to Naram Rasa. Now, the Gemara in yesterday's daf had said we had a Machlokas Amorayim whether our husband is Mefren as soon as, uh, as soon as she's given over to the Shluchei Abal. And the Maskara of the Gemara, the way Rashi learned it is that we pass on like Shmuel that a husband cannot be Mefren the Nadarim uh, because we had a Brisa that was against all the other Shitos, right? So we said that we must pass on like Shmuel that once she goes l'shluchei abal, the husband still can't be made for a nadarim, which, which implies that the father can be made for the nadarim, and she's not really yatsa mirushuso, even though she's been given over to the shluchei abal. Now, from this time of the Be'er Abishmael, it's clear the opposite, that as soon as she's given to the shluchei abal, the father loses the rights in Afaris nadarim, so much so that even if she returns the Beisavia, the father doesn't have a right to, uh, to do the Afaris nadarim. So, uh, so, so, so uh, it's uh, it's difficult. It's against the whole uh, whole gemara we did yesterday. So Tosus already on yesterday's daf and Dibra Maskul Shmuel asked this kasha on Rashi. So the Rishonim explained within Shitas Rashi that no, all Shmuel had said was that from the time she's nimsa to shluchei abal, the father uh, is unable to be made for the nedarim. It never said that the husband is able to be made for the nedarim. So the gemara had said, yeah, the, the, I'm sorry, the gemara said that the baal is not able to be made for the nedarim. It never said that the father is, so okay, maybe the father is also not able to be made for the Nidarim and that's what the Tanit Rabbi Shmuel is telling us that as soon as she's given over to the Shulchei Baal she's in no man's land, no one is able to be made for the Nidarim and, and not only that, the Tanit Rabbi Shmuel is adding even if she goes back to the at that point no one's able to be made for the Nidarim but anyway, that's what we wanted to be poshate. the Shaila was, what if she's Mizana at that point uh, can she go back to being a Naram Rasa so he said, Nidarim, she doesn't go back to being a Naram Rasa and therefore for Lagabe Znus as well, she would not go back to being an Aram Rasa. So I'm Rav Papa Afanami Tanina, I'll bring you a, a raya from our Mishnah. Haba al Naram Rasa Enu Chayiv. If someone is born in Aram Rasa, he's not going to be Chayiv skill until she meets all of the following criteria. Achete Nara. Pesula, Maurasa, Vihi Bevesavia. Four criteria. What do these four criteria mean? So Bishlam and Nara Vlobogeras. Nara means that she has to be at the stage of Narus, that she's not yet a Bogeras. Uh, a 
Shabbos is not would not be chayiv skila. Second, besula below beula. She has to be besula. She cannot be a beula. Beula would not be chayiv skila. Third, ma'orasa below nesua. She has to only be be'erusin with her husband, but not benisuin with her husband. And what's the fourth criteria? Be'beisavia limuute mai. What's that coming to be ma'et? Every arusa is be'beisavia, meaning a nesua is be'beisvaila. So every arusa is be'beisavia. So what's it adding when it says be'beisavia? Lav limuute it must be coming to be Mimait if the father's already sent her on the path, on the way, and he's given her over to the Shulchabal. So since she's no longer Bebesavia, she's no longer Beskila. So that's the uh, the the Raya that you see that once the father gave her to the Shulchabal, she no longer has the status of Naram Rasa. I could bring you a Raya from another from a, from another Mishnah. Ish. If someone is bowl in Ashes Ish, that once she had Nisuin with her husband, even if she did not yet have Bia with her husband, if she cheats on her husband at that point, the Chiv is only Chiv Chenek, not a Chiv Skila. So you see that uh, from the fact that the Mishnah said it didn't say it just says that it didn't say so you see that even if it was, she was only given to the Shluchei Abal, not that she actually had Chuppah, that would be enough to change her Misa from Skila to Chenek, so it stays at Chenek, Shemamina, and therefore we have a clear Raya to that uh, to that position, that she's Chayiv Chenek and not Skila. Okay, so now we pick up with the new Mishnah in the middle of Memtes Amel Aluf. So the Mishnah tells us that Bezin is Mechayiv, we're going to have a Mishnah later on, Daphne Bez, that Bezin is Mechayiv everybody to uh, write a Ksuba to their wives, and in the Ksuba that the daughters uh, that uh, she that they have together are going to uh, be supported from the Ksuba until they get till they get older. However, that's only our mission is going to tell us that obligation that he signs on to in the Ksuba to support the daughters is only after he dies, that his estate is going to support the daughters. What about while he's still alive? Is he obligated to support his daughters? Ha'av eino chayiv b'mezonos bito. A little bit surprising. The father, while he's alive, is not chayiv in supporting the daughters. Zem medrish this is something that Rabbi Lozman Azariah darshaned in front of the Chachamim in, uh, in Karen Biavna. I think uh, some young men from our school are going to Karen Biavna tonight, so that's a Dafyomi coincidence. So uh, this is uh, not the same Karen Biavna, but still. So this was uh, something that they darshaned in, uh, in Karen Biavna. Habanim Yirshu, Vabano Sizanu. That the Banim that are born from, uh, that, 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 are, that, that, that you'll uh, give birth to from me will be Yoresh, the money for the Ksuba, and the daughters will get Mizonos. So we link those two. Two things. Just like the sons will only get the Yerusha of the Ksuba that the, the Nudunya that their mother brought in only after the, the father dies. So too, the Mizonos that he's obligating himself in the Ksuba to support his daughters is only after the father dies. So, two curious things about our Mishnah. First of all, it only said that there's no 
chiyuv to support the daughters. It didn't say whether one ought to support the daughters, whether there's a mitzvah to support the daughters. Second of all, it never spoke about the sons. Is he obligated to mizonos? We're talking about little children over here. What difference does it make if it's little boys or little girls? It never spoke about uh, whether he has a chiyuv in mizonos banos. So both of those points are picked up on by the Gemara right away. One diuk to make from her Mishnah is that it only says he's not chayiv to support the daughters. The implication is that he is chayiv to support the sons. Is, is that really the implication? A number of the Akronim point out, I, I don't know that I would have made that, that uh, diuk, that uh, he's not chayiv b'mizonos bito, and, and, and therefore must be that he's chayiv b'mizonos bino. Maybe the Mishnah, um, the, 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 uh, it says, bito, so that you don't make a mistake of thinking that the Tanaik Suba, that you actually write, that you're going to give Mizonos Bito applies while she's alive. Meaning only by Mizonos Bito would there be a Hava Amina that there is a Chiv. By Bno, there's no Hava Amina because it never says in your Ksuba that you're supporting the sons. But it does say in the Ksuba you're supporting the daughters. So I might have thought that that tonight Ksuba kicks in even while he's alive. So that's what the Marim Shiv points out. He doesn't understand the deal the Gemara is making. Pnei Yeshua says he also doesn't understand the deal the Gemara is making. Maybe Bito is Lurabusa. That even though uh, Bito Maisiodel that even though Hermesia Dayim goes to the father, still he's not Chayiv Midor Raisa to give Mizonos to the, to the daughter. So, uh, so that's the Chiddush, but maybe it's obvious that the sons, he's not Chayiv to give Mizonos. So it's a curious diuk that the Gemara makes, but that's diuk number one the Gemara makes, is that it says that he's not Chayiv to give Mizonos to the daughters, implying that he is Chayiv to give Mizonos to the sons. And then, Bitonami, a second diuk to make, even by the daughters, Chovu Ika. It says that he's not Chayiv to give Mizonos to the daughters, but the implication is that there is a mitzvah, that it is ideal, that he is uh, encouraged to give Mizonos to the daughters, so money must nisen. If that's the case, if both of these diukim are correct, it would turn out that Klape's daughters, no Chayiv, but yes mitzvah. Klape's sons, even a Chayiv. Well, then it would turn out, Lo Rabbi Meir, Lo Rabbi Yehuda, Lo Rabbi Yochman Broka. We have three shitos in Tanaim about what a person's obligations are in Mizonos toward his sons and daughters. None of those three are reflected in our Mishnah. Did Tanya, where do we see these three different shitos? We have a brisa. Mitzvah lozen esabanos, v'kalvachomer lebanim. That there's a mitzvah to give mazonos to the daughters, and kalvachomer there's such a mitzvah to the banim. Where, where, where is the mitzvah? So the Rashbam Babashuk of Mamal says, Pasuk says, that a person has to take care of his flesh and blood. So you have to, uh, you have a mitzvah that's the mitzvah to provide mizonos for one's sons and daughters. So to ask, and why is it a kalvachomer to the banim? To ask because the banim are osik in Torah, and therefore it's kalvachomer. If you even have to support those who are not osik in Torah, so kalvachomer, the sons who are osik in Torah, divra meir. That's rameir shita. Tosus raises the question: Is that really a kalvachomer? Because there are, women are not chayiv in Talmud Torah, so because the sons are osik in Torah, that's going to be a greater reason to give them mizonos. The Gemara later on in the Masechta is going to. Say that uh, the fact that Banim are Oskabitora is not a Svara for them to get more Yerusha than the daughters. So the Gemara explicitly deals with such a Svara of Banim being Osik and Torah and says that that alone would not be a Svara to give them more Yerusha. So Tals asks, why is it a Svara over here to say that they're more likely to have a mitzvah to give them Mizonos than it is the daughters? So Tals says, the Gabi Yerusha da it's not a Svara to be Mafsid the Banos, the Chalik that they deserve. 
just because the brothers are living in Torah, are learning Torah. But whenever it comes to Takanami Drabanan, the Rabbanan often made Takanos to encourage Torah learning, to do whatever they can to support Torah learning. So it's likely that on a Drabanan level, that if they're encouraging someone uh, as, a, as, as a mitzvah to, uh, to support their children, it's likely that the Rabbanan will try to maximize the using taka, the force of Takanos Rabbanan, will try to maximize Torah learning with that. Okay, that's how Tulsus understands. But uh, again, the first Shita is Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi Meir holds a chiyuv, neither banim or banos. A mitzvah, both banim and banos. If there's a mitzvah for, to support banos, kalvachomer, there's a mitzvah to support banim. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, I agree with your conclusion, but not the way you got there. Mitzvah, lozonos habanim, it's a mitzvah to give mazonos to sons. Vikalvachomer lebanos, mishum zilusa, and all the more so, it's a mitzvah to support the banos, because it would be a terrible zilusa of the banos to have to go around collecting money that we want to save the dignity of the uh, of the young women. Now, if Kamina between Shitz Rameir and Shitz Rabiuda, meaning Lachar, they're both saying that it's no chiyuv on either, yes, mitzvah on both. So the Mai Nafkamina, Sabi Kivega, and Joshua Chiddush says, Nafkamina is if you don't have enough money for both. According to who, who gets Kadima? So according to Rameir, the Banim get Kadima because uh, they're Osik Batoro. According to Rabiuda, the Banos get Kadima, Misham Zilusa, that it's more important that they not be uh, humiliated by going by being Maxel Psachim. Then the third he actually says a different conclusion. He says there is a chiv to, to, to feed the daughters, but that's only lachamisa. That's the tanaik suba lachamisa. While the father's alive, neither sons nor daughters get mezonos, not even betoras mitzvah. So there's no obligation and no mitzvah to give banum banos. So who's the author of our Mishnah? Both of our, our diuk are correct in our Mishnah, so we wanted to say that there's no chiyuv to support the banos, but there is a chiyuv to support the banim, a chiyuv to support the banim, and that it's a mitzvah to support the banos. So, say, uh, Rabbi Meir, if it's going like Rabbi Meir, Hamar banim mitzvah. Rabbi Meir says, banim are only a mitzvah, not a chiyuv. Our diuk from our Mishnah was that our Mishnah is saying that it's a chiyuv to support the banim. And Rabbi Yudah, Hamar banim nami mitzvah. And Rabbi Yudah says that even though banim are not as important as banos, but there's still a mitzvah to support, it's only a mitzvah to support the banim. And not only the banos, but it's not a chova to support the banim. And Rabbi Yochanan Broka, I feel a mitzvah leka. And Rabbi Yochanan Broka says it's not even a mitzvah to support the banim or the banos. And uh, according to the way we were indicted from our Mishnah, it's a mitzvah to support the banos and a chova to support the banim. So uh, it fits none of the three shitos. Says Gemara, it fits all three shitos. Iba Yisem Rabbi Meir, Iba Yisem Rabbi Yehuda, Iba Yisem Rabbi Yochanan Broka. We can reconcile our Mishnah with each of these three shitos, and we now will reconcile our Mishnah with each of these three shitos. It could be that our Mishnah is following the shita of Rameir, that there's a mitzvah to support the banos, and therefore kalvachomer, a mitzvah ben adachiv to support the banim, vahachikamer, and the town of our Mishnah is telling us, the father is not chayiv in the mezonus of his daughter. Vuhuadin, the mezonus of his son, um, he has no chiyuv. And the only diuk we're supposed to make from our Mishnah is no chiyuv, but yes, mitzvah, uh, to support the daughters. And therefore, on our own, we should conclude and kalvachomer that there's also a mitzvah to support the banim. Why did it only say bito? If they say, same din, a bas and a ben of the same din. Hakamashulan, it's telling us the following chiddush: Da filu bito chova hu deleka mitzvah ika. That even the daughter, there is no chiyuv. I 
meaning one might have thought that uh, that that that, uh, that 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 if the Tanna would have said the father is not chayiv in the mizonos beno, I would have made a mistake and said that by beno he's not chayiv uh, to support them, but he has a mitzvah to support them. But by bito, there's not even a mitzvah. So the Tanna writes bito that he's not chayiv. And Mela, we learn that there's even a mitzvah to support the bas. That there's even a mitzvah to support uh, to support bito. So essentially, what we're saying is we made initially two diukim in our mishnah. One diuk we made in our mishnah is that it says that there's no chiv to support the daughter, but I- implying that there is a mitzvah to support the daughter. That's a good diuk. That one we're accepting. But then we made another diuk. It says that there's no chiv to support the daughter, implying that there is a chiv to support the son. That diuk we're rejecting. No, it does not imply that there is a chiv to support the son. We dafka wanted to highlight that there's no chiv to support the daughter to highlight the chiddush that, that, that there's still a mitzvah to support the daughter because you would have thought not even that. But really, there's no chiv to support the son either. Or our Mishnah might be following the sheet of Rabbi Yudah, who holds that the, that the chiv to support the son is a less obvious chiv, or the, the mitzvah rather to support the son is a less obvious mitzvah uh, than to support the daughters. That if, yeah, if it's a mitzvah, it's it's kalvachomer lebanos. And this is what the Mishnah is telling me. The father is not chayiv to support the daughters, even though he has to worry about her. And for sure he has no chayiv to support the sons. But there would be a mitzvah in supporting the sons, and therefore there's a mitzvah in supporting the daughters. And the reason the Mishnah Dafka said Bito is not because Dafka, a daughter, has a there's Dafka a mitzvah to support the daughters, and there's no mitzvah to support the sons. No, how come that you might have thought by the daughters there's got to be a chiyuv, it's got to be more than a mitzvah. So that's why Dafka says in the Mishnah, no, no chiyuv to support the daughters, just a mitzvah. To support the daughters. Sons also is just a mitzvah. And then the third possibility is that our mission is assuming, like the sheet of Rabbi Yochum and Baroka, that there's no mitzvah on the father to be zan, banav ubenosa, vahachi kamar. I mean, there's no, no chiv and no mitzvah, vahachi kamar. And Tanav our mission is telling us, Meaning we're rejecting all the diuk we originally made. We originally made a diuk that uh, there's no chiv to mizonos bito, or must be that there is a chiv to support the sons. Not true. No chiv to support the sons. We originally made a diuk that there's no chiv to support the daughters, but there's a mitzvah to support the daughters. Not true. No mitzvah either. Why then does it say, we don't have to deal with why does it say bas and not ben, we already dealt with that. Why does it say chiyuv and not inu uh, mitzvah, that you have no mitzvah? So because the, the, the halacha is that in the ksuba, after he dies, it turns into a chiyuv. He's, uh, he writes in the ksuba that he's chayiv to support the daughters after he dies. So that's why we're using terminology of chiyuv, because that's what, uh, that's the, the, uh, the, 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 uh, that, that, that's the terminology that's set forth in the Ksuba. So when we talk about what he's not yet obligated in, we also talk about in terminology of Chiv, but really there's not even a mitzvah. Okay, so that's only Daraisa. The question is, did the Rabbanan ever come along and make a Takana that you need to support your kids, that you need to support your children until at least they become Barabbas Mitzvah? Some Rabbi Lam Reish Lakish, this introduces us to the first possible of the Takana Susha. Rabbi Lam Reish Lakish, Mishum Rabbi Dabar Hanina, Bu'usha Eskinu, Sheyadam Zan Banav Vespanosov, Kshem Ktanim. 
they made it takana in usha that uh, a person should support his children when they're when they're katanim. Tosas di shem katanim says, but uh, when they're katanik katanim, meaning when they're less than six years old, then lukole alma there's a chiyuv to uh, support them. The takana usha is between the age of six and the age of twelve to to continue to support the children between the age of six and the age of twelve. So yibayilu hilchasakavasei oein hilchasakavasei. Do we paskin that this in fact was a takana usha? Meaning if it was takana usha, we can't ask. Do we pass in that way or not? They made it Takana was the Sanhedrin Agadol. Granted, it was in one of the Gullios of the Sanhedrin, but there, there was no Basin Gadol B'chachal Minyan that's going to overturn such a Takana. So the question is, do we accept that this in fact ever was a Takana's Usha or not? So says Gemara, well, let's see. Historically, how have we dealt with people who have refused to support their children? So if you say, we're going to say that Basin brought them to Basin and forced them to support their children because it's a din, it's a Takana's Usha, then we'll know that, that, that this Takana's Usha, something that we pass in like that, this in fact was a Takana's Usha. But if we're going to say that we, we we started telling them not nice. You should really support your children, or we did other measures without forcing them in Beisdin. So then it's going to tell us that look, we understand that the moral and right and correct thing to do is to support the children, but it's unenforceable because there was never a formal takana about it. So let's see how it was dealt with. So Tashmak Yavasal Kamed Rav Yehuda when uh, they came when there were people who refused to support their children and they came to Rav Yehuda's Beisdin. A snake gives birth to children and, and assumes everyone else is going to support the children. So what, you're like that? That's what you're going to do? You're going to bring children into this world and you're not going to support the children? Part of your obligation when you bring children into this world is you need to take care of them. How could you do this? So he gave them a Muzr Shmuz. When they came to Rav Chista, again, similar situation, people who refused to support their children. So Rav Chista said, you, you might think that this never happens. Who would ever refuse to uh, support their children? All the time, all the time, in divorce situations, all the time, because it's going to punish the wife if they don't support the children. So it happens all the time. So when they came to Rav Chista, people who uh, who refused to worry about uh, supporting their children, they said that take take a machteshes, uh, which is a, a, a mill that they would use to grind uh, grain that was very uh, difficult, that was very hard to uh, to grind, and turn it upside down in public. Stand this man up on that upside down machteshes, meaning make him stand on the soapbox so he'll be taller than everyone will be able to see him, and he'll let him say, that even an orave, even a raven, uh, is interested in supporting his children, but I, this guy, is not interested in supporting his children. Rashi has two uh, interpretations over here. Is it that we stand him up on the box? And we force him to say that, or that uh, Shliach Beisden gets up on the box and says, "This man is not supporting his children. He's uh, and, and we and we humiliate him publicly by uh, by announcing this about him." There's a Medrash Tanchuma in Parshas Ekev that says that when uh, the Bnei Ha'orev are, are born, they see that uh, that that that. Uh, oh, actually, we we'll get to that Medrash in a second, well, not, not, not right now. So anyway, so that's what Rashi says. Why, why Dafka on a Machtasha? So the Ritva says it's a Simen Ra that his his uh, mizonos should be very forced and should not come easily to him uh, because he's refusing to support his banos. So says Mar, wait, but the, is, does the mushal make sense? We're saying that even a raven supports his children. Is that true? That we, we describe, the Pasuk describes how Kodesh Baruch Hu provides mizonos for all living creatures and even the Bnei Orev where no one else is going to support the Bnei Orev because the Orev is a Nakzari on its own children. Um, so he has no, uh, because, and the reason he's Nakzari 
Zari on his own children is because when uh, when when it's born, he doesn't uh, the the Orev doesn't recognize his children as its own children. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu sees to it that the Orev is going to be support is going to be is going to is going to have what to eat. The baby a raven is going to have what to eat. So don't you see that a raven does not support its own cho- children? So couldn't have we come up with a better muscle if we're going to humiliate the guy publicly? Even a raven supports his children, and I don't want to support my children. Why pick an animal that doesn't actually support its children? Says Gemara, lo kasha, habichivri habuuchmi. That uh, is different between white ravens and black ravens. The pasuk of bnei orev is speaking about very tiny ravens. The way Rashi learns, very tiny ravens when they're still white, and the father and the mother uh, don't like them because they're white and uh, they don't want to support them. Whereas uh, the Rav is talking about ravens once their their uh, feathers have turned black and they're a little bit older. Um, so then the parents uh, take a liking to them, and then the mother and the father start uh, supporting them. So Medrashan Chum explains that when uh, the Bnei Orev are born and the Orev sees that they're white, the uh, the the Kiilu, the, the, the father, says to the mother that you must have been impregnated by a different uh, by a different man because I'm black, you're black. Why do we have a white baby? So he doesn't recognize his own child. So uh, so that's why uh, the the Orev doesn't support the the uh, the, the children because uh, when they're very young because it's uh, it's confusing that, uh, that 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 the baby looks nothing like the uh, the parents. The Ritva asks on Rashi. Then why didn't the Gemara just say? Meaning, if the difference between white and black Orev is young or old, why didn't it just say that? Habazutri habaravrivi. Why not just say that there's so many young one? There's talking about an old one. Why does it have to say white and black? It means you have to know something about birds to understand the Gemara's answer. Just tell me, young bird versus an old bird, and that would be the answer. So Tosos uh, says that uh, it's not about young and old. That there are two types of arvim. There's an Orev Lavan and an Orev Shachar, and one of them happens to be Orev Esbanov, and the other one is Sonei Esbanov. Which one is which? Doesn't matter. One of them is Orev Esbanov, one of them is Sonei Esbanov. So the one that uh, we're talking about when the guy stands up and says even an Orev supports his children, that's the one that Taka supports his children. The one that uh, that, 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 that the Pasuk says that Akhonosh Baruch has to support, that's the one that doesn't uh, support, its, uh, support its children. But it's interesting, this, uh, this idea that we have two, first of all, a couple of things. Uh, this whole discussion is about whether a person is obligated to support his children. We're going to see the mascara of the Gemara. Uh, the mascara of the Gemara is no. Is that one is not that this was not a real takanasusha? One is not obligated to support their children. So uh, the post all say, okay, we're not we're not and You see clearly in the Gemara that uh, that it's the right thing to do, and we humiliate someone who doesn't want to support his children. But can you count? Can you use my money for it? Meaning, since like technically on the books I'm not obligated, so isn't it sadaka? So can I use my mice money to support my children over the age? Of six, so the Aruch Hashulchan writes in Hilchas Tzedakah and Yardeis and Reish Memtes that even though Chazal say Osit Tzedakah B'Chol Eis Zehazan Balav Menasim K'Shem Katanim that that's the very definition of being of doing Tzedakah B'Chol Eis when you support your children. He says it, it doesn't really count as Tzedakah. You can't use Ma'aser money for it. He says Chalila to consider it Tzedakah because if that would be considered Tzedakah, no other Tzedakah would ever get any money. Meaning if you used all your meaning you can use all your Ma'aser money. Most people use more than 10% of their money in supporting their children. So if, you, if that's going to be all your mice money, then no other tzedakah would ever get any money. And that would be really, really sad. That would be terrible. Rav Moshe has a more halachic uh, argument. Rav Moshe in Yardes and Kuvbem Gimel says that Bizman Azeh, you're not allowed to be mefarnes children with uh, mice money because the Ran writes that the reason for the Chiv Mizonos when the children are very young is because they're Negrorim Achreya Aim, that they rely on the mother and uh, you can't, uh, and 
that's just part of supporting the mother, is making sure that she could take care of the children. So most people, when uh, their children are around, are, are, are around the house, the father wants them to be living with the mother and to be, and they're still aim for a very long time after that. So it becomes part of the chiv of Mizanos Ishto is to support the button that are negrarim aim. So Moshe thinks me radin. It's uh, it becomes that way. Um, so that's the, uh, the 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 din of of uh, of, of Mizanos. So now says the Gemara kiyava asi the rava. We're still telling stories again. We want to know is there really a takana susha that a person has to support his children between the ages of six and Baran Bas Mitzvah. So uh, we said, well, let's see how it was dealt with. So, so far we told two stories where people refused and we yelled at them, we gave them Musr Shmuz and we humiliated them. So Kaviyasal came into Rava when uh, such a case came in front of Rava. What, you want your children being supported from Tzedakah? So Rava also tried to embarrass the guy into supporting his children. But in all those cases, that's all they were able to do is to try to embarrass the guy. They weren't able to force him to do it because he has no chiyuv to do it, and that's what we pass on Shulchan Aruch and Nezer Siminai and Aleph, the Rambam in twelfth parak of Ishus, that there is no chiyuv lozen aspanav of This is not a takanasusha amid. But that's only if the guy is not a wealthy guy. Avol amid. But if the man is a wealthy man, kafinu leal karche. Then we can force him to support his uh, young children, and and that's because there's a more general din of kofinal tzedaka. Even if they weren't his children, Bezin could be kofinal tzedaka. Now they are his own children so we can force him to give more than his fair share. That's what they say in quotes of Chuvah Sarashba. Normally when it's Kofanal Tzedakah, so every Asher takes uh, what their fair share of Tzedakah in the community is. But when it's your own children, so then uh, we can force you to do more than your fair share of, uh, of Tzedakah. So Kiyad the Rava, Kafiyad the Rav Nassim Barami, Vafak Mina Avramei Azuzi Tzedakah. Just like the story of Rava, he forced Rav Nassim Barami and he took 400 Zuz for Tzedakah because you are allowed to be Kofal Tzedakah. Now Tosa Raises a question in Dibra Maskal Achve Rava, Vim Tomer, Hech Kafos of Bishvil Tzedakah, Xiv Matan Skar Betsida, Dixiv Yvracha, Varmin Perkal Basar, Kalmit Seshmat Skar Betsida, Ain Bazin Shamatan Musar and Aleha. Don't we have a rule in the Sechus Hulin that anytime you have Mitzvah say where the Matan Skar of the Mitzvah is also written in the Torah right there, Bazin cannot be Kofa for such a Mitzvah? So how is Rava allowed to be Kofa for Tzedakah? Tzedakah is also a Mitzvah, so say, Shamatan Skar Betsida. So Tosa says, Nah, Kofa means that he was Kofa Bidvarim. He didn't actually force him, he, he, he forced him with words. Or Tosa says that it could be that there was this particular takana in that city that, uh, that that you have to pay X amount of money for tzedakah or X percentage of your salary for tzedakah. So in that sense, since it was the takana's based in, in that city, so that there are a lot of force on. They're not forcing for the mitzvah dar rice of tzedakah. Or it also suggests that by tzedakah there's also a los assay. Um, so, so they're forcing on the lav, they're not forcing on the assay. In Mesech's Babasa, it also quotes other answers. It quotes Rabbeinu Tam that in this case the person was macabre on themselves long ago that whenever I'm not giving enough I want you to be kofi me so if he was macabre on himself that you're allowed to be kofi him so then you're allowed to be kofi him tells us calls a ritzba that mitzvah sej matzah skar betzida ein bezin musharin means ein bezin bezin is not obligated to force you and they're not going to be punished if they don't force you but it's not that they're not authorized to force bezin is always authorized to force so those are the the five answers offered by Tosos between here 
And all the other Rishonim have answers. There are five more answers in Rishonim Achronim why it is that Rava was allowed to be kofa for, uh, for, for, uh, for tzedakah. Um, the, uh, the, the, we're not going to get into the other answers right now, but this question uh, when it comes to kfil the tzedakah, there's a chubas no debiudu madur tzinyana, yordesim kufnun ches, it's quoted in the Pisgah Chuba in the bottom of the Shulchan Aruch. What if a woman notices that her husband doesn't give nearly enough tzedakah? So can she start giving tzedakah from his money without uh, permission? He's not doing his part. He's not doing enough. She's more generous, and she wants to take care of the tzedakah obligations. So Nodibut says, absolutely not. I kofnal tzedakah. He says, yeah, but uh, Bezin could be kofnal tzedakah. Who made her a shofetas that she's going to be kofnal tzedakah? Nodibut says, you're not, you're not allowed to do it. Um, however, uh, if uh, the, 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 uh, the, the Aruch HaShulchan writes that the woman is not allowed to be a shofetas, but if the Rav Shabi'ir tells her that uh, this is what uh, the Bezin has decided is the proper amount of money for your husband to give for tzedakah, and there's no convincing him to do it, then she can go ahead and do it. But she can't decide on her own how much it ought to be. If the basin or the Rav Ha'ir says this is what it ought to be, then uh, then she can uh, then then, uh, then she can go ahead and write the checks for that amount that they think is appropriate. Okay, now we move on to the second Takana Susha. If a person gives all of his property, all of his possessions to his children, he and his wife can still get mezonos, can still get supported from those possessions, even though he gave it all up. He gave it all to his children. So uh, sometimes people do that for tax reasons or whatever. They give a, they want to buy an airline in Israel or whatever. So you give you give all the money to the to the to the children because uh, you need. So it's, so now now he's going to be starving. No, who banav nizonos mehem? He and his children can get mezonos from it. So they said even greater than this, even more than this, that uh, that almanaso nizonos min chasav. So who veishto mibai? Meaning the the chacham already said a bigger chiddush that if a person dies and he leaves a wife and a daughter, the halacha is that the daughter yarshins his nechasim, and let's say that daughter gets married. So now that the 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 husband, the son-in-law, has a din of a lokeach in the yerusha, and normally you, you, the almana is not allowed to get mezonos from a lokeach from the chasim shubadim. She's not allowed to get supported because we're afraid that no one's going to ever want to be a lokeach because it's going to it's going to stifle uh, all transactions. So normally she's not allowed to get support from the locale. But an almana is allowed to get supported from such a lokeach because he's not really a lokeach; he's a husband of the daughter. So even though he's like a lokeach, so we, we say the almana can get mezonos from that. E- even the almana, he's not even around anymore. So who when he's still around and uh, the son is there and he gave all of his nechasim to his son who also didn't pay a penny for them. It was all given to him. So of course he's going to be able to get mezonos. So the Gemara explains how do I know that an, almo- an almana gets uh, supported in this way? The shalok raven bigarta if someone dies and he leaves over an almana and a daughter, the almana gets from the gets supported from the Yerusha based on the Tanaik Suba. But even if the daughter gets married and now the husband is like a lokeach in the Yerusha, still. 
still the almana can get supported. That uh, the husband is not like a lokeach in that regard. He's like a yoresh. And since he's only like a yoresh, it's not considered a chasim shubadim, and the almana could still get supported. Mesa habas. What happens though if the daughter dies and now the, her husband is actually yoresh all these nechasim, including the nechasim that came be Yerusha from her father? So do can the almana continue to get support from those nechasim uh, just since it, it all comes from the Yerusha of the father and she had a zechus in that in that uh, money? Or do we say that the husband now is like a total stranger and it's like nechasim shabadim and the almana is not his own nechasim shabadim? So al yadi hayamaisa that I had such a din, I had such a case of uh, Amru and uh, the Chacham and Paskin in such a case that an Almana can be Nizonus Min even in that case, even if Mesa Abbas so now, if, if when the man dies, his almana gets support from his nechasim, and even when his do- when his when, when his daughter dies, the almana continues to get support from the nechasim. Who You need to tell me that if he's still alive and he gave everything to his uh, to his children, so it's a, it, what, what's the chiddush? So says no with the I might have thought that it's different because in that case where he's no longer alive, who else is going to support his almana? So that's why we make a takana that uh, the 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 Yerusha has to support the Almana. But in our case, where he gave everything to his children, let him go to work. So let him get a job and he'll support himself and his wife. So Kamash Mulan, that he still gets Mizonos from the Nechassim that he gave to his children. Okay, that's from tomorrow. We'll pick up with the Bayelin.